It's when you're present, everything around you, you're in spirit, and you also have gratitude for what is all around you. And that's not something that you have to hustle for, you have to try to get to or strive to. That's something that you can tap into in any single moment of your life. And I think what's so beautiful is being able to create from that place, right? So when we can create from the place of full presence and gratitude, right? It's And I'm, I know you experience this quite a bit too, but it's like you don't have to try to make things happen, but mm. things just come to you. It's a law of resonance. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. This episode, I got my girl Rachel Shear back on the show, and this time Rachel was in studio with me, which was so fun, and I honestly feel like that added more magnetism to the frequency of this powerful talk. For those of you who don't know Rachel already, I mean, first of all, she's one of the most incredible humans, hearts, and souls on the planet, truly. She is a badass entrepreneur. I mean, she is so self-made and has done an incredible job of creating so much abundance in her life. She's a former model bikini competitor and has now developed a very, very well-revered certified functional medicine and dietitian practice, as well as a powerful business coach coach. So in this particular conversation, we get to experience the conscious evolution of Rachel. And I get chills just saying that because it really is, it's a talk that's going to really help you get insight to how you can pivot challenges so that your challenges become the ladder to you reaching higher levels of abundance, higher levels of self-actualization, your self-expression in your life. That's what's happened for Rachel. And it's so inspiring to hear her story. You know, our first episode together was really rooted around so much of what you hear Rachel talk about because it's it's rooted in, you know, her career and her profession, um, you know, gut health, uh, root cause illness, and how to get rid of all the Band-Aid, you know, solutions that are out there that she went through in her life and, and a big focus also on emotional healing but this talk is different and I that was very important to me because Rachel is she's such an abundance of of wisdom and I know I know my listeners are going to take so much from listening to her message and her journey you know this talk we, we we get down on you know what it took for her her understanding her own evolution that empowered her abundance and you know helped her to cultivate overall you know internal peace and harmony and shed any limitations that was holding her back so some of the key takeaways in this episode are how to escape the ego cycle of external self-worth validations um, embodiment practices to become more conscious and release unconscious self-beliefs that are holding you back we discuss how to harmonize your masculine and feminine energies one of my favorite topics to break down and discuss we, we talk about the importance of doing so and how that will really allow you to fully experience more abundance in your life we discuss ways to operate with alignment and, ten, and intentionality to find your true self to activate your true self 
We also discuss the power of potent questions that you need to be asking yourself to transform. And there's so much more in here. Trust me, that's just the tip of the iceberg. This is a very, very big episode. I know you're going to love it. I know you're going to love Rachel. If you don't already know Rachel, you can follow her on Instagram. She's at Rachel Shear. And let us know what you think about this episode. If you love it, share it up on your Instagram stories. Tag me, Roxy Look, Black Belt Beauty. Tag Rachel, Rachel Shear. If you're watching this on YouTube, let us know a big takeaway that you loved in the comments. We love hearing from you. We love continuing the conversation, me and my guests. So don't be shy. Use your voice and connect with us. We are so here for it. Last thing before I hit play, you guys. If you want to take your self-love to the next level, I got you. There is a free mini course waiting for you right now. This is a five-part video series that I've created for you. You also get an incredible digital journal, a self-love digital journal that's actually for sale. But when you get this um, mini course, you get the journal for free and you've got prompts and quotes and affirmations and and other uh, pages in there. They're going to help you to do this deep dive work to help you activate and fortify unbreakable relationships with your self-love. That's the premise of this whole course. And if you know me, you know, self-love is a core topic of mine because it is literally everything that you need to live a self-actualized life. So check it out. It's in the show notes, easy download. You can take it in at your pace. Ask me any questions. Always. I'm here for them. DM me at Roxy Look, support at Black Belt Beauty if you prefer to email. And now please enjoy this incredible conversation with my girl, Rachel Shear. Enjoy. Hi, we're in I studio. don't watch movies. I actually have not turned on a TV in like a year. Why? Tell me. I don't know. I love it. My people already know how I am about to be. I can say it again, but. Every time I like want to watch a movie, I just never like one. I just end up like trying to figure out what movie to watch. And then I'm just reading anyway. I do the same thing. Like, Fuck this. Do you watch a bunch read. of trailers and then you're like, I'm done. It's yeah. bedtime. That's me. And then there's nothing that interests me. And then I'm just like, okay. And I, and I also don't want to stare at a blue screen like right no, before bed. I'm the same. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to read. And then I get through like one page and then I'm like nodding off. And then I'm The only exception for me is UFC fights. Yeah. So there, yeah, that's, that's, you know, I'm a diehard over there, but otherwise I'm with you, girl. Yeah. I'm so excited to, well, first of all, like from our first. Cal- calmness. No, oh, other side, here? other side. This side? Oh, there. thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Oh my are, gosh. I don't know if we're recording. <laughs> we are, oh, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> thank you. Like that's real friends. That is real See, friends. See, if you're not watching this episode, because we're totally keeping that in. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> if you're not watching this episode. You probably want to go to YouTube. It's going to be a lot more fun. Um, But Rachel just got up to fix my wild hair, which so many in my community, you know, already know. I'm always talking about my fucking wild hair because it just shows up and makes a cameo. Like, hey, everybody, look at me. Um, But I'm that friend, too, where, like, you're not going out with pepper in your teeth. You're not going out with bad makeup. That's the worst. When you get home and then you're like, you let me walk around with like <laughs> shit in my teeth and like they're like oh, that's I very know. telling of yeah, yeah of the no. type of friendship yeah because yeah. even if it's uncomfortable like if you're afraid to make them uncomfortable you got to yeah. be willing to go you know what I would rather be what uncomfortable. is that though like you're just afraid to make embarrass the other person I feel like and I don't know I think so yeah. where it's like really I could see a younger version of myself I dated a guy once and he had some of his teeth and I just stared at it the whole time. <laughs> 
when I was like in high school. And then I was like way unattracted to him and I blamed him for it. <laughs> you know what he had in his teeth and I'm like, I'm not that attracted to you anymore. Why? Because you had something in your teeth the whole time and I never told you. <laughs> funny how we function in those age and then in that it's age insane. like it's just like, evolution evolution that takes us right into somewhere I want to dive deep into yeah. with you is really evolution but specifically evolution of consciousness mm. and I want to I want to actually I want for for our listeners I want to consciousness is such a big subject right so I want to share the actual definition um, of consciousness. Yeah, I think a lot of people hear that word consciousness and they're like, just like yesterday, like, like what are you, a hippie? Are you a vegan? And it's like, right. like yeah. there's like a negative connotation that goes with it. Like you're, you're wooey or. Yeah, which is so funny because how, what does that even mean? Like all these labels, they're so funny to me. I mean, I, I understand perception and how it kind of builds around certain you know, ideas of identity. But to me, when that happens, it actually is just a clear sign of where the individual's consciousness actually is. Mm -hmm. Because when you are more expanded in your consciousness, you tend to stay away from your perception around labels and all of that actually changes. And if anything falls away, there's less judgment around everything overall. And and we judge what we don't understand, right? That is truly where it comes from. Anytime I'm feeling judged by somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, it's coming from a place of like, they just don't fully understand. Like being called, like I was called a hippie. You were called a vegan. (laughs) Yesterday by Bradley. After I just finished a big fat steak, which, and by the way, nothing wrong with vegan. We love you vegans. It's not even that. And I'm not even saying that to be nice because everyone knows me at this point. Like I don't function that way. I'm going to keep it real. But it is that funny. And I was like, what's the perception? Is it because I'm wearing crystals, diamonds? They're like holistic. What is holistic? You mean like the whole body? Right. Mind, body, spirit, all of that. Yeah. And the opposite, right, of consciousness is unconscious and right. that's how most lack people, of awareness yeah lack of so the awareness, definition lack of presence in their life exactly yeah so consciousness is to be aware of oneself and of world right like so your inner and outer world is really one simple definition of consciousness so when when someone has limitations in their consciousness like they haven't really ex- Expanded it, you know, your 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 lens is going to be more narrow, not just at others, but also at yourself. So I would love for you to share a bit of how, you know, kind of because you've you've been through so much. And and one thing that I really want to make sure that I pull on a lot with you here is a lot of your story and your mindset and the journey that you've been on, because so many know you as, you know, the the gut goddess, the health mm-hmm. expert, which is incredible. And in our last podcast, you know, we talked a lot about mm-hmm. that as well. But, you know, knowing you so much more now and, you know, even back then it was like we initiated a friendship and we knew we were going mm-hmm. here. But we've had the opportunity now to go deeper, you know, into our friendship and have you know, our conversations are always like podcast worthy, right? So I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, 
I love that I get to be, you know, have this opportunity to hold a microphone up to share more of these parts of you because they're so valuable. They're so powerful. So I'd love if you just want to drop us into a bit of your journey of just really that evolution and how, you know, you started to widen your lens and maybe what Mm. took you there and, you know, anything else in that space you want to share. Yeah. And it does go in line with what we're talking about here of consciousness. And I think a lot of us go throughout life very unconscious. Yeah, And I also like to think of unconscious as really living by the ego, mm. right? So we live a life driven by the ego, which the ego is the illusory self. It's the false sense of self. It's the self that says, I am what other people think of me. Mm-hmm. I am my past. I am my failures. I am my accomplishments. Yeah. I am my body. I am how much money I make. And that's how the world has really conditioned us to yeah. find worth. Is Our worth is everything outside of us. So when we're very unconscious, right, we're operating from this place. We're operating from the ego. And I think very traditionally speaking, we think of ego as like that person is like, really cocky or they're really into themselves, right? right. And that's not really what I'm talking about, but Mm -hmm. our our ego really runs our entire life. And I also love the acronym of with ego, E-G-O, meaning edges God out, Mm -hmm. right? Where you're no longer in spirit, Mm -hmm. um, inspired and coming from that place of when you're very conscious and you're very present in your life. So, you know, for a lot of my life, just like most people, I was very unconscious. You know, I was very, very insecure growing up. Um, I came from a pretty toxic family. Mm -hmm. I would say like my mom was physically absent, you know, out partying, drinking drugs. And then my dad was emotionally absent as a byproduct of my mom. So I really didn't have parents. I really didn't have someone to pour into me or speak good into me. So I, I didn't really get, you know, like the love that I... We, we would say like a child really needs yeah. um, growing up. And, you know, what's so interesting is the ego is really created in, I think it's around like years, like two or three, but it, it really is developing in those early years. Mm-hmm. And our ego, we can also say, is the way we view ourselves mm. too, right? It's the way in which we view ourselves. So mm-hmm. I created, and this is very unconscious, right? It's not like I'm making these decisions, but I created meanings about myself when I was younger. I created meanings of, you know, I'm stupid, you know, and this came from a place of, you know, when I was in in school, um, I was always like really slow to answer questions. So like someone would ask me a question and I would like look up and like think about it, which was actually me engaging a part of my, yeah, I think it's like the, what is it? The prefrontal cortex. I don't, I'm maybe not correct. Yeah, you could say that. I didn't know if that's what you would say, but yes, that's true. It's an engaging part of your brain where you have memories and mm-hmm. recollection. Yeah. And that's what I was doing when I was younger. But I had a you know a boy when I was younger be like, oh, Rachel's so slow. She's looking up for a light bulb, right? And oh, wow. we create these meanings. So yeah. he didn't create that meaning. I created a meaning of I'm stupid, right? right? I'm stupid. Right. And then based off of you know my upbringing with my parents, I created the meaning of, you know, I'm I'm not good enough or I'm unlovable. And we create all of these meanings that we don't consciously know we're aware of, that mm-hmm. we have these meanings that really then dictate and create all of our life's circumstances and relationships. So for a lot of my upbringing, I was operating from this place. I was the 
the girl who sat back quiet in the room would like never raise my hand. I was like very insecure. And then when, you know, they would call on me, I'd be, you know, I'd be this person like yeah, kind of slowly timid. raising my hand, like very, yeah. very, very shy, yeah. um, very insecure too. And then when I'd talk, it'd be like, and they're like, speak up, Rachel, speak up. Mm. And, um, you know, I operated from that place for a long time and um, I didn't really know how to even use my voice, which is so ironic because now so much of what I do is is speaking and podcasting and sharing my voice and my story, which for me mm-hmm. has been so healing and everything in life that I felt like have I've came from the opposite. I've been like, no, I'm going to prove it to myself mm-hmm. that I actually can do these things. I'm going to disprove these beliefs that I created when I was younger. So, you know, that was really my upbringing. And, you know, that showed up, you know, throughout many relationships. And mm-hmm. um, I got into bodybuilding, into mm-hmm. fitness and I think a lot of us get into fitness initially, not everybody, but a lot of us get into fitness coming from a place of um, insecurity. Mm. We come from a place of like, I don't feel good in mm-hmm. my body. I'm not confident. Um, you know, we're, maybe we're overweight. Maybe we're just like, I don't feel good enough. Mm-hmm. And we, we come or we start from a place of pain, Yeah. right? We start yeah. from a place of pain. We start from a place of unworthiness actually mm-hmm. a lot. I'm like, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy with my life. And although that may be where we start, that can't be what keeps us going <clears throat> in the long run. And I think if we continue to operate from that place in really any area, that's what leads to burnout. It leads to health issues, right? So yeah. it's okay for that to be at the beginning. And, you know, for me, I was operating from that place. I found bodybuilding. I had this sense of confidence for the first time in my life, which is why I love fitness so much because, mm-hmm. you know, fitness, I feel like it's an analogy for life, mm-hmm. right? It's like physically I'm pushing my body to see what I'm capable of. And I fell in love. I fell in love with like what I was able to do yeah. and the way my body transformed and it created this confidence in myself, mm-hmm. but it almost like eventually became an addiction. Sure. Right. Um, because it was like, Ooh, this is giving me something Yeah. that I hadn't really had for a lot of my life. So, you know, I pushed my body to, I'd I'd say what started out as kind of healthy, like Mm -hmm. to create confidence and to feel strong and sexy in my body, Mm kind of grew to be this this striving and hustling for my own sense of worth through fitness and through nutrition. And that's when I got into bodybuilding and competing. Mm -hmm. And I know on the last podcast, I dove into a lot of my health issues, but ultimately led to the development of a lot of health issues, gut issues, hormonal imbalances, and, you know, a lot of those different things. And, um, you know, without going too deep into like the health side of everything and really keeping this on yeah, the conscious side of everything, mm-hmm. that was a real big wake up call for me, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm being told I need to have my large intestine removed, my hormones, my thyroid had plummeted. And it didn't make sense to me because, right, I'm operating from what looked like a healthy place on the outside. Like I'd go to all of these doctors and they would do the scans and they'd be like, this girl's healthy. Like she's physically fit. And maybe I had, you know, low thyroid and I was put on thyroid medication and no one could really figure out what was going on. But that's because it truly the root cause wasn't a physical issue. It was the place that I was coming from with myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, after I did a bunch of different 
you know, dietary healing protocols, elimination diets, like address the bacteria overgrowth. You know, I would make some progress, but eventually I had to really address this part of myself, like the part that we don't really want to look at, the part that's scary to really have to address, which is that relationship with self, which is the way we view ourselves, And that was really the beginning of mm-hmm. my healing journey and really understanding, you know, all of my health issues, my hormonal issues, my thyroid issues, and my gut issues. Yes, I ran all these tests and I could see physically what was off in my body, but it was stemming from this place of from unworthiness and the relationship that I had with myself and putting my worth mm-hmm. in all of these things that were outside of me. For me, it was my body, right? It was my my body that was how I was seeking really truly validation in my life. A hundred percent. And something I, I want to tease out there because I think it, it's really important and could be really valuable to somebody listening is the the point where you 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 got yourself to dive into your psychology essentially right mm-hmm. to to understand this isn't just a physical thing this is a psychological emotional situation it takes a lot of courage to be willing to do that deep dive work and also so much self honesty and so what i want to know is what because it could be really easy, especially if you're not um, fully, con- like your consciousness is still like kind of operating with more limitations. But can you maybe go to that moment where you 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 decided or you naturally kind of evolved into that point where you're you're going to take the deeper dive and to do that yeah. honest self work for you then to surface. Oh, this is really, I'm having self-worth issues. Yeah. What was that moment like? It's hard to pinpoint an exact moment. Totally. Right. I did a lot of different healing protocols, but, you know, I think it was really this slow awakening process. And I think for a lot of people, not everybody, but for a lot of people, we get to this place of we could say like rock bottom where we're Mm -hmm. looking around at our life and we're like, I have failed relationships you know, I am unhappy in my life. I I hate my body. We get to this place where we are so unhappy in our life, which causes us to really start to think there has to be another way. This is not how it's supposed to be. I'm not supposed to feel like this every single day. I'm not supposed to be exhausted and burn out every single day. I'm not supposed to, you know, be dealing with all of these gut issues. Like this is not what God has meant for my life. And I think sometimes we have to get to that place in order to say, okay, then what is, Mm -hmm. what is the way, right? Mm -hmm. What is the way? And so often we're, we're searching then for that way. And I think I even went through that. That's why I say it wasn't a moment. Like I was like, okay, like, what do I need to do to heal? What is the Mm -hmm. perfect protocol and everything that I needed to do? And when I really started to make progress, you know, is when I started to really see the way in which I was viewing myself. You know, I worked with a lot of different coaches and it's when I started to dive into doing some of the ego work, mm-hmm. you know, it was really looking at the ways when I was younger, I created different meaning mm-hmm. about myself, right? And it is, it, the me, the meaning of what we create is the only thing that is 
really yeah. matters, right? Because yes. there's not really anything that's good or bad. Like mm-hmm. we give labels to everything that mm-hmm. happens in life. So things happen, we create the meaning and we make that mean something about us. Yep. Right. So that's the way in which we relate to ourselves and the way in which we relate to ourselves then creates different behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. Operating from a place of whether it's it's striving, it's driving, sometimes it's being very critical. And that doesn't mean critical of other people. This could also be critical of self. And yeah. I think that's where I was operating from, right? Sure. I was very critical of self. Mm-hmm. Control, right? Mm-hmm. Perfectionism, which was also a big part of my life. I was operating from a place of control. Yeah. And we we operate in these behaviors, which then further create and impact mm-hmm. relationships and circumstances. And we, we get in this vicious cycle, and that is really the ego cycle that we get stuck in. So it's like, how do we we break yeah. from this cycle? And um, one of the greatest things that I've had to learn was to really disidentify mm-hmm. with a lot of those and being unconscious, right, of what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. unconscious means that we believe everything we think. Mm-hmm. We believe everything we think because our ego ultimately is is our thoughts quite a bit. So we believe what we think, we act on those thoughts, and that's what creates everything in our life. So I started to disidentify with the thoughts that were coming up. I started to actually question my thoughts, right? And mindset, right, kind of going back to mindset is yeah. whatever our mind sets in. Mm-hmm. Right. It's whatever our mind sets in. And a lot of us say we have a growth mindset, but really our mind has set in a certain belief Mm -hmm. about self, about other people, judgments and all of these things. And we struggle in these different areas of our life. So, you know, for me, as I started to disidentify with a lot of my thoughts Mm -hmm. and start to actually question my thoughts and instead, I mean, truly actually get into my life like. Oftentimes, right, when someone says, like, like, who are you? Like, what would be your answer? Me? Uh-huh. Uh, a mystical alchemist, a poet, a science geek, um, a maverick who never subscribed to what anybody's idea of who I should be is and always has operated with full devotion to my authentic self, irrespective of the challenges mm-hmm. that I'd have to face as a result of that. Yeah. I mean— I love summary. that. Yeah, I love that. And, and you have a very beautiful view of yourself, right? That you've developed. Developed, yes. Developed over time. This mm-hmm. was not something you were just born with. You have developed right. this mindset, what your mind has set in, yes. and the beliefs that you have about yourself, Yeah. ultimately. But what most of us do, right, is we're like, hey, Rachel, like, who are you? We We list off of our achievements. Status. We lift off. Yeah, yeah. We list off our status. We mm-hmm. list off our accomplishment. And it's like, hmm, is that really who I am? And I think we can even take this a, a level higher, right? And we mm-hmm. can say, okay, I am a healer. I am, you know, and I can have a lot of these other different things. But ultimately, I feel like we're still always left with this question of like, man, is that really all I am? And even for you too, right? You yeah. are those things, but you also know you are more than that. Mm-hmm. I love this. You are more than that. Yep. And you can like try to explain to somebody else who sure. you are yeah. to the best of your ability. And that's the best of your ability to put it into words. But the truth is you cannot be explained. You can only be experienced. Yes. Exactly. I, oh my gosh. So I have a quote that, well, it was a segment of conversation. I have to insert this because- 
I have often said in many podcasts, you're not just Rachel, just using you as an example, you know, this beautiful, smart, intelligent woman, successful. You're an experience. I'm an experience. We're giving everyone an experience right now. All of us individually are experiences. And it really roots back to this fact that everything in life is energy. So if you kind of piece, you know, or tease out like, well, what is the experience? It's a culmination of frequency and essence, so much energy, but I'll, I'll stop there. But I loved, I loved where you just took us because I, I see that as a truth. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think anytime we're operating from being in spirit, Mm -hmm. I love breaking down words. It's like one of my favorite things, Yes, but like in spirit, right? Inspiration coming from that place of being, Yeah, being is really ultimately who you are. So when Mm -hmm. you are in full presence in your life, like yeah. think of the times when you've been in flow and you are just so connected with yourself and around you, whether for you journaling, whatever yes. it may be, you are just so immersed in it, mm-hmm. right? There's no ego there. There's no. no, you know, view of self or a lot of that. And maybe sometimes it can like sl- slip in a little bit there, yeah. but that's actually who you are truly in, in that. So mm-hmm. part of, I think, healing is really that disidentification of what we've been taught to believe. So it's really, right, in unbecoming. Mm -hmm. It's unbecoming who we've been told Mm -hmm. we need to be in order to have a sense of worth. And I think a lot of us spend our life hustling for our worthiness. And, you know, now I'm stepping into business coaching with everything that I do. And, you know, my first years in my business, you know, I – was experiencing a ton of burnout and exhaustion. And I'm like, why do I keep experiencing this? You know, it was so interesting because I had done some of the healing work, but not really fully. Yeah. And I was still operating though from that same place, right? Of, okay, now it's not my body, but now it is. Right. It's, it's the business. Right. And I'm not actually in what I'm doing. I'm trying to get somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. There's like this, this belief of when I get there, yeah, I'm going to be happy and then I'm going to, you know, be able to have the abundance, but abundance, right? Talking about experience, abundance is not something you get to. Mm-hmm. It is an experience. It is you fully present in your life. It's when you're present, everything around you, you're in spirit And you also have gratitude for what is all around you. And that's not something that you have to hustle for. You have to try to get to or strive to. That's something that you can tap into in any single moment of your life. And I think what's so beautiful is being able to create from that place, right? So when we can create from the place of full presence and gratitude, right? It's And I know you experience this quite a bit too, but it's like you don't have to try to make things happen but Mm. things just come to you. It's a law of resonance. You have to be in that frequency and, and then it becomes an attraction thing. The resonance is there. You, you can't be feeling and believing that you are less than and Mm -hmm. yet, you know, hoping or thinking that you're going to get, you know, this overflow or influx of abundance. It's not a match. You have to be a match to the frequency. Mm-hmm. So that I love how you explain that it, you know, abundance as an example is an experience and it isn't a destination. You mm-hmm. you have to, you know, put yourself in that true frequency for you to then, you know, have your reality sh- have it show up for you, have it be a yeah. match. When was that 
when did that really start to, cause you've done, I mean, and it's, it's, it's amazing cause you've done so much already in your, well, your life, but your career specifically, there's so much accomplishments and beautiful, powerful, impactful accomplishments, just meaning like the amount of support that you, through all of your mediums and channels of work, the amount of impact that you're making is phenomenal, you know? And it's cool because it's like, oh man, you're really just like, <laughs> there's still such a big, which is I'm so like exciting. just getting started is how I feel. Right. And that's yeah. a feeling for me personally that I love to constantly feel. Like I just wrote mm-hmm. in my journal this morning, like it's just the beginning always. But when did, when did that really start to kick in for you? I mean, even just like that concept of, you know, abundance is an experience because that I'm sure played a big role also in how you were able to essentially become a conscious entrepreneur and start to really cultivate the accomplishments and the successes that you've, you know, banked so far. Yeah. And I was able to get to a certain point in my business, right? Mm -hmm. But then I was sacrificing other areas. Like it was my health, right? And maybe it wasn't my health in terms of like what it was before, but Mm -hmm. it was burnout and exhaustion and a ton of insomnia that I was experiencing. And I had this realization of, you know, I may have been able to get here, but I was hitting the ceiling. I was hitting the ceiling. And what got me here wasn't going to get me there. And I needed to operate from a different place. And I think a lot of people in their business are operating from this hyper-masculine place. They're operating from the ego, right? There's always, I have to. I have to do this. And they're not actually in love with what they're doing. And anytime there's like that resistance that we're experiencing of like, oh, I really don't want to. And we have that resistance. And it doesn't mean like you're going to love everything that you do. Like there's right. definitely things that come up. And you're not always going to enjoy everything of happiness, but you can have peace mm. in everything that you do. Peace is like the the standard. And from there, we can evolve into to joy, into happiness, and then abundance. But we can always have peace. And peace really comes from that internal place of surrender, of non-resistance. So, you know, um, that's so powerful. I have to just highlight that for a second because that is such a great point. And I really hope everyone who's listening or watching really just takes a moment to, to really capture that because it's like, look, admin work, not the funnest who wants to do that. And like, as an entrepreneur, you know, um, but you are so right. Even in those, you know, Parts of the business, I just use admin as an example, but parts of the business that may not be the funnest or, you know, the kind of highlight of your day, but in doing it, it, you still feel peace in that process because, you know, it's essential and it's, you know, it's also, I think, coming from a place of just authenticity, like contrary to that would be, um, you know, if you, you're doing something that where that resistance is coming up, like you don't want to do it because your authentic self is doesn't want you to be doing that, you know? So that's kind of a couple of things that I just threw out there, but really just putting a pin in that piece of the peace, the peace piece mm-hmm. <laughs> that you shared. It's so valuable. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, kind of going back to your question of like, what has helped me, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say first was really understanding where I was coming from. And I actually have an analogy that I use with my clients. I call it a dog, a dog, a dog, a dog. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, f- 
A stands for awareness, mm-hmm. right? Because yes. if we don't have awareness of Self-awareness, yeah. the way in which we're operating from, mm-hmm. we, we can't heal it. We can't do anything about it. And that's when we're unconscious. Yes. You know, so the opposite of being unconscious, being conscious, that's the awareness piece. Mm-hmm. And it's that we're operating from our ego, which mm-hmm. can also be our pain, those beliefs that we have about ourselves that aren't true. Yeah. So first is awareness. D is disidentify. Mm-hmm. So once we have an awareness, we can disidentify from whatever those thoughts are coming up and those beliefs are coming up. And we we can always know when we're operating from our ego, when there is any kind of stress, yeah, anger, mm-hmm. sadness, you know, and not saying that those are bad emotions because in, in the yeah. moments we need to be able to surrender into that. And I'll get to that part here next. Mm-hmm. Um but that means we're operating from the ego because when you are in the place of a full consciousness and full presence in your life, mm-hmm. you're really operating from either peace, joy, or gratitude mm-hmm. very often in your life. So yeah. you can know how conscious you are based off of your level of inner peace. And that's just a way to check in with yourself. So if you're noticing resistance or unease, you know, that's like, hmm, I have some awareness. Where am I really operating from mm-hmm. here in this moment? So D is that disidentification mm-hmm. of that being you because we can't believe everything we we think, right? And right. constantly with our thoughts, we are creating. Yes. We are creating. Mm-hmm. We We tend to think of only in the moments when we're like, whether it's journaling or whatever we're doing, every thought you think is creating something, mm-hmm. right? So it's disidentifying with our thoughts. And then O is, I call ownership. Mm-hmm. O is taking ownership. Taking ownership for absolutely everything in your life, but to also taking ownership for whatever may be coming up. And this is where kind of going back, if there is an emotion there, yeah. if there is pain, if there is anger, whatever is kind of coming up, Mm -hmm. you know, we want to also be able to have ownership for that. And ownership doesn't mean that this is who I am. It just means, you know, this is mine and I'm going to hold space for this. And I always give an analogy, you know, if you've ever seen a very grounded mama Mm-hmm. in the grocery store and her little kid is like throwing a fit and is like on the ground yes. having a tantrum. You know, if if you're the mom who like kind of starts to yell at your kid and is like, stop, stop it right now. And is like mm-hmm. trying to get him to stop. What does the kid do? Keep going. He, it, yeah. he probably gets worse. Right. Yeah. And that's how a lot of us kind of operate with ourselves, Right. 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 Um, that's like that punishment self stop and whatever we resist persists. Yes. Um, however, when we can be that grounded mama, we like mm-hmm. get down on the ground with the child, which is truly us. And we yeah. can just not say stop, not anything and just hold space, mm-hmm. like connect and hold space for that little kid for that child, mm-hmm. the kid actually starts to calm down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He starts to feel that sense of love. So, so that's ownership, right? That's owning everything. It's being that grounded mama yes. in our life, but for ourself. Mm-hmm. And as we've gone through these, which is going to be the awareness, disidentify ownership, we can then go into grounding ourselves. So grounding is getting back into your body, getting back into your life. So, you know, we spend a lot of time up here and it's, it's good to be up here. I like to think of the brain as a tool. Yes. We need to be up here, 100%. but then we need to be like a kind of exit at some time. And a lot of us, yeah. like we spend so much time up here. So yeah. when we're grounding, we are actually getting back into our body, getting back into our life. So you can do this through, you know, 
paying attention to your breath. Mm-hmm. You can do this from paying attention to the energy inside of your body. Yeah. You can do this by like feeling your hands because when you're really unconscious, like you are so in your head, you you don't even like you're yeah. not in your body at all. So feeling your hands, feeling your body, you know, getting in nature, we tend to be a lot more grounded because we're more present. So paying attention to what's around you. And, you know, this process tends to happen pretty fast and we can go through it easier and easier. But that's been one thing that has really helped me and has really helped a lot of my clients, you know, really disidentify with a lot of those beliefs and then get back into their life. And I think from there, you know, we can then create from a place of consciousness and presence and we can get in spirit in our life. And that's really where I think we just need a lot more men too, but women to operate from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful and powerful framework. And it's, you know, I kind of sum all of that up to this kind of pathway or blueprint to come into a full state of wholeness mm-hmm. within yourself, you know, and I, the, the, um, disidentifying, I, I love that. I, I want to just say something about that because you know, I, I often say, I mean, I built a course around this, your future self, higher self, but you, you cannot change your reality without shifting your self-identity. Self-identity, mm-hmm. self-consent, interchangeable words there. But it's it's essentially like what you believe about yourself because it's like you're saying it's our beliefs um, and these programs. It's actually really important to say this because some of the stuff that we're talking about, the beliefs, the scripts, you know, that you, mm-hmm. you know, whether it, you know, you're in, it's indoctrinated or whatever, like from the external or it's just what you've given meaning to because based off of your experiences, some of this stuff gets so lodged in deeply into the subconscious. Mm-hmm. It's, I call them like sneaky programs. So it's like, it, and, and this really relates back to consciousness because if you're, if you, if you don't have the self-awareness piece, right. Or if it's just not as strong, then it's really hard to become aware of the sneaky programs Mm -hmm. that are actually dictating your entire fucking reality. Mm -hmm. Right. So a a couple of things also to pull on that I love that you shared is you you said this earlier and these, what I'm about to say are so important. They're powerful, the most powerful self-development tools, questions, you you mentioned earlier, you started questioning, like, why am I thinking this way or why am I feeling this way? And so, I mean, this all kind of goes back to your framework. I think, you know, just becoming, allowing yourself to come into that state where you become more self-aware so you can start asking yourself these questions, discerning between, do I mm-hmm. really want to think this way? Does this make sense to me? Then um, disidentifying and then ultimately bringing you back into a state of wholeness. I mean, just really highlighting how powerful what you just shared is and how powerful, but really effective. Yeah. Yeah. The self-work. It's just, it's everything. And I'd say that's like the healing piece of it all. I always define healing really at the core is the release of fear. So healing at the core is the release of fear. If we can think of illness, right? I could say it is, you know, dis-ease in the body from a physical level, but where does dis-ease ultimately come from? Mm-hmm. Um, but illness is also external searching. It's it's searching for things that are outside of us. And health is wholeness. Mm-hmm. It is peace. Mm-hmm. So it's healing. It is that release of fear and getting into the place where we can operate from that place of wholeness, which is when we are fully present 
in our life. And then from there, we can then step into the next level, mm-hmm. you know, and from this level is what I'm I'm really passionate about, right? Because this is like where we get to really like create yes. from and create the life that we want because first our purpose is that internal purpose. It's that internal purpose. It's the healing. It's getting to our wholeness. And from there, we then get to take our internal purpose and turn it into our external purpose, mm-hmm. right? When you are coming from a place of so much wholeness and presence in your life, there are certain things that just want to be created and want to take form outside of you. And that's taking our internal purpose, turning it into that external purpose. And that's what, you know, how, that's how I would describe conscious entrepreneurship, right? So when we're a conscious entrepreneur, we're not operating from a place of lack. We're not operating from a deficit. We're not operating from a place of searching externally for something that's going to fulfill me internally. We're operating from a place of wholeness. We're operating from a place of creating and actually taking our own story, taking the things that we walked through and turning it outward and being able to turn that outward and help other people. I have the best job in the world. You know, my work is truly, like it's it's doing this work on myself Mm -hmm. and it's my own healing and then turning it outward and being able to serve and help other people. And I, I believe that's the evolution that a lot of conscious entrepreneurs are on. And I say conscious specific with entrepreneurs because we can't operate from that place if we're always hustling for our worthiness, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's first getting to that place of wholeness. And from there, we can really begin to manifest and create these incredible things in our life, yes. which is where a lot of the fun starts. I've been journaling my entire life and it's helped me to develop the most empowered, loving, and trusted relationship with myself. Journaling is a powerful tool that helps you to gain more self-love and self-confidence. It can help you get unstuck when you need clarity the most. And it helps you to powerfully move through any and all of your life challenges. It's a pathway to manifesting your biggest desires in life while creating an unbreakable relationship with your authentic self. I created You Are The Path, a guided and illustrated journal to help you gain all of this in your own life. In this seven by 10 mystical journal, you get a personal introduction and final thoughts message from me, seven guided and illustrated sections with line pages and five thought-provoking journal prompts, seven empowering quotes from me. You get one freestyle creative section full of blank pages for drawing and sketching and you get the beautiful artwork designed by talented artist, Emerald Patchett. There are 120 pages of pure possibilities waiting for you in this journal. You Are The Path was born to help you create, discover, and illuminate the path that is you. Oh, it's so, no, it's, it's so true and it's, it's so good. And yeah, we got to tease this out. And also I think important to say, because even if someone's not necessarily perhaps an entrepreneur, but just, you know, Mm -hmm. career has, it's, it, 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 it applies to you too. Really. It's that, it's that release of the limiting beliefs, you know, that the self-worth piece, all, all of that stuff that we're talking about and allowing yourself to be so free that it brings you into internally free into a state of wholeness, which then perpetuates that next level energy of creation Mm -hmm. for you to, I mean, for me, you know, my greatest sense of purpose is 
to allow my authentic self to self-express however, whenever she wants Mm -hmm. to throughout her whole life. And it's just constantly, you know, evolving, but that, that piece that you just shared, like when you're like, there's pieces in us that want to come out and, Mm -hmm. you know, create, I mean, I see that as like self-expression, you know, that's that inspiration part. That's like when you feel so inspired to create and what's so beautiful about that is it gives you energy instead of takes energy away. When you're creating from that place, you were like, I feel energized. I feel excited. Like there's just so much of this inside of me that wants to be created yeah. versus operating from the deficit where we feel exhausted and burnout because it's taking energy yes. away. And I think also too, on this next level, it's operating from our, our true values. And we have these human values, right? And we could say human values are like yeah, growth and health and a lot of these things, right? I like to think of there's the human and then there's the being. So there's Mm -hmm. the being is really us and our true utter essence. And we have actually values on that side. So my values on the being side is peace, right? Mm -hmm. If I don't feel internal peace, I know I'm not operating from a place of alignment in my life. Yes. It is purpose. It's But purpose isn't searching for purpose. It's being. These are all experiences being on purpose yes. in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Like I am ha- having the purpose, whether I'm yeah, you're getting intentional. a Starbucks yes. at the place, I'm intentional in everything that I'm doing mm-hmm. ultimately in my life. You know, and health, I like to think of health is to, in my value, is foundation. Like if you can like feel that foundation because – you know, the health is what's really going to catapult you in the second level, right? Yes. Without your health, without wholeness, mm-hmm. without your physical health, there's no way you can create the life and the things that you ultimately want. So yes. we have these values and it's being able to be in alignment mm-hmm. with our being values and everything that we do, which is the way we're operating from internally and being able to create from that place. And that's when you begin to step into like the law of attraction, attracting things back to you. And it's like, yeah. holy shit. Like for me this month, I'm like, we're going to do over $300,000 this month in my business. Yeah. I'm traveling. I'm speaking on podcasts. I've yes. worked with a few select clients. And it's like, where is this coming from? And I'm not having to work that hard. Yeah. I'm yeah. not having to work that hard. You know, and previously I would be busting my ass yeah. to get to half of that. And I would be exhausted and burnt out. And here I am like traveling and living a life that I want. I'm like, oh, we just happened to make a hundred grand this last month. Cool. I love <laughs> like, it. Like I love oopsies it. kind of a place. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the place we want to be able to operate yes. from. It's so beautiful, God. And I'm so proud of you. And I know, I mean, it's so real with you. And one of the things I want to point out that I specifically love about you, and I'm excited to see more of this energy kind of pop up in our world. And I know you are too, but you know, you... You are a woman who I feel authentically operates in harmony with your masculine and your feminine energies. And how I'll, just quick framework for those who haven't heard me say this before, but I I see it, and I think this is actually very helpful um, when you think about these energies. The mind is the doing and the masculine. The heart is the being and the feminine. Right. So you're mm-hmm. just talking a lot about the being and you know 
a lot of the life prior is like you're in the doing or it's like excess doing and the hyper masculine. Now one does not, one's not better than the other. They're my poetic way of saying you've heard me is that I find them to be lovers in my world. Mm -hmm. And that unity, when these lovers are working in a dynamic unity together, you just, you exude a different level of energy, frequency, essence, vitality, even right. When burnout comes into the picture, you don't need to be an entrepreneur. You could be anything like just burnout to me is you've created, there's a divide between you and your being. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to pull this all together and love to just hear you talk about this specific subject, you know, what I love is that you're a bad bitch. You're edgy. You're strong. You push you you, you know, like your mindset is fierce, right? There's, there's all, like I have chills right now. There's all of that energy. Like you're a no quit, like I'm going to fucking handle business capable woman. Now you're simultaneously, simultaneously, like you are so soft, so compassionate, open, generous, you aware, like you, you truly know, we laugh about this because we're so similar, but like, you know, when it's time to fucking surrender, mm -hmm. to nourish, to be quiet and you respect that piece and part of you, like you give yourself that space when you know you need it. And this is so, this is the feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And so that harmony though, um, I don't feel like I see, and I know, cause I, you know, coach women talk about like, that's one of the things women are so attracted to me for, because it's, it's not a conscious thought for me. I'm not like now it's masculine. Now it's feminine. You know what I mean? Like, it's just always functioning yeah. with me in this way. And I see that in you. And it's honestly part, probably one of the reasons why I'm so drawn to we you. Connect. Well, you yeah. reflect it back to right. each other. Right. right. You know, yeah. like I think part of this too is getting around other people who can reflect back that inside of you. Right. And, you know, part of two of like compounding on my business has really been, and, and just like my life has been getting around other people who reflect back the greatness that's already inside of you. There yes. are certain people where you, you leave and you're like, I feel worse about myself. I feel disempowered. Right. And sure. There's ways we're relating to ourselves, and like, we're creating that in that moment, but there are people who also reflect back to you more love and like, like that's what I experience when I'm around you. I'm like, I leave like, yeah. like two days ago when we hung out yesterday, we hung out, like I leave and I feel so empowered. Same. I feel excited. I feel connected. I feel good about myself. And that's how it's supposed to be. Agreed. Right. Yes. And you can only see in somebody else what you already have inside of you. Excuse me. So <laughs> it's so, it's so true. Yeah. You get energy with <clears throat> when, when you're with this in this kind of relationship. And I, and I love that you just said this because, um, one thing that's, I really would love to hear you speak on is when you think about like identity shifting again, so much of your, the people that you surround yourself with and your environment even is affecting, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. your self identity. So, I mean, there's a lot right there. Like go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where to go first? Masculine, yeah, feminine, like all identity, like all of it. I will say, you know, like, cause I love your analogy of the, and I'm going to go next to the environment piece. I'm going to kind of yeah. go here first on the masculine <laughs> like, cause we're all over it. I love it. I love, I love it. it. There's so many like nuggets here and this is 
you guys yes. everyone like how our conversations are, are just this is identical like we were getting yeah. lunch at true foods kitchen and like yeah. we we're all in like the relationship of self and the ego and all this stuff so this is actually like just, just normal how we, normal yeah. conversations but like you don't get to have that with like a no. lot of people like you don't no. i'm like she gets it. That's, I'm like, she gets it. I'm like, this is great. This is great. Versus other people. Like, you just, you can feel their judgment. But again, we judge what we don't understand ultimately. Exactly. Um, no, it's true. And it just feels so good when you can expand and explore to such depth. You know, that's why it's so, like, I don't feel space. Like, I don't do small talk. I don't feel space. Mm-mm. And I love being in my own energy because it's honest. And so I'd rather just be in my energy until I can be in this energy. <laughs> Yeah. It's a treat. Yeah. So yeah, so but yeah, masculine feminine. I I like to think of the the feminine right as what receives. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the masculine is like the giver ultimately. So mm-hmm. there has to be if you can think about business or anything in life, perfect harmony is outflow equals inflow. Mm-hmm. Right? So you are giving and receiving simultaneously and I think that's what's so powerful when we can have that harmony between the masculine and that feminine feminine energy because we can receive. Yeah. We can receive that all all of what God has for us, all of what life has for us and be like, "Yes, here. I I receive it all." And because we're not coming from a place of lack, we can easily you know, give it outward to other people. And it's coming from this place where inflow equals outflow. I think that is where we can really tap into our true power. And and in that feminine and that masculine energy, I think what a lot of people sense is there is this softness, there is this Mm -hmm. compassion, Mm -hmm. but there is this grounded strength Mm -hmm. also with that. Like I, and coming from that place, you see people too. Like you see people too. And I think that's all part of the feminine. Like when I look at somebody and even if they're operating from their ego Mm -hmm. and, you know, their pain body, whatever is coming up, I can look at them and and see them truly like look into their eyes and and see their essence and like see who they truly are. And like, you're you're not all of these things. Right. Even if they don't see it. Even if they don't see it, I can see that because I'm operating from this place. Yes. Because again, I can see it because I can see it in myself and I can see it in other people to go along. So I think it is coming from this place of being and then turning it into our doing. But it's that inflow and that outflow simultaneously that is so powerful. And that's for men, that's for women, yes. right? But we tend to we also give a negative and a positive. I think it, we could say it's negative, right, when you're only in the masculine. We could yeah. also say it's negative when you're only in the feminine. Yeah. You know, but it is that perfect harmony between the two. Well, that, that it's, you know, if you're too far over in one energy, you're just, you're kind of how I see it is you're fragmented, right, yeah. in the whole so much of what we're talking about is being in a state of wholeness. So to really allow yourself to be in that state of wholeness, you don't want to be fragmented. You want these energies to be working harmoniously and and in their whole yeah. states, right? The whole feminine, the whole masculine. Yeah. Have you heard of the bully masculine and the no needy feminine before? So there's also like the ego part of those, uh, the feminine and the masculine, right? The, the bully masculine, it comes from a place of typically I have to. Mm. So, right. And that's where I think oftentimes masculine energy is not bad in business, yeah. but there's the bully masculine, mm-hmm. right? The bully masculine operates from a place of I have to, yeah, right? Versus the divine masculine operates from a place of I get to, mm. I get to, I'd be glad to, I'd be delighted to like think in a relationship when a man is like, yeah, sure. I'd be delighted to. I'd what what else do you need? Yes. How else can I serve you? But again, giving, right? Yes. That is what that 
that divine masculine does. And the bully masculine is like, oh, I have to. And I think it's that's where it becomes more negative. And on the feminine side, right, the divine feminine operates from the place of like, thank you. Thank you so much. Like gratitude in receiving everything. Like I receive that fully. I'm so grateful for it. But then on the extreme side, there's the needy feminine, Mm -hmm. which is like, like, please, please, like, give me, give me, give me, right? Like, I need you to, right? Right. And that's where a lot of women, like, can operate from. I think men can operate on the bully masculine side a bit easier, and women can operate from that, like, needy feminine to a lot easier where it's like, please, and, like, I need this. And it's coming from that unworthiness place, too. So I think it's also, I just wanted to note, operating from that divine and that Divine feminine and divine masculine, too. What would you say, you know, or maybe some cues that, you know, or let me reframe this. Do you have any cues that tell you perhaps maybe you're in hypermasculine and you need to just kind of allow more of the feminine the surrender. Yeah. yeah. Resistance, tension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anytime you're experiencing resistance and tension, you know, you are resisting something. That's the I have to. Yeah. That's really stepping in mm-hmm. instead of like fully surrendering, right? Um, like even today, like I slept like shit last night. Yeah. We were talking about yeah. this before the podcast. I didn't have a good night of sleep and in this hotel and, you know, just certain things that I felt like too were coming up for me. And, um, you know, it's so easy to go into that negative headspace, you know, and this morning it was like, okay, maybe I don't do the podcast or maybe I cancel. And then like all of a sudden, like this have to started to come up and I was like, what the heck is this? (laughs) I was like, what is this trash here? I was like, I get to, I was like, oh my goodness, I am here in Las Vegas. I am running outside in the sunlight. I just got off a podcast with Bradley yesterday and yeah, I didn't sleep so well. I'm like, I get to go podcast with the most incredible woman Mm -hmm. like I've ever met. And I was like, I get to. And then all of a sudden my physiology just shifted, but it's so easy to fall into that place. But that's like where we become conscious and we go into that awareness place of like, oh, where am I really operating from? So anytime you're noticing tension or resistance and even going back to, you know, my not sleeping well, like old me, like a lower version of me would, mm-hmm. you know, have resistance to that where I didn't sleep well and I would like resist being tired. And I didn't want to feel and I would go with this it wasn't just fatigue now. It was like an anxiety and a stress to go with the fatigue there because there was resistance and tension in everything I was doing all day versus being like, all right, just I didn't sleep well. Relax, I'm going to yeah. just surrender into this. And I think also, too, it's when we can surrender into those moments, we also tap into the strength that we didn't know we had. Oh, yeah. I love it. And, uh, you know, all I'm feeling, too, is deep levels of self-love. You know, you're not pushing against yourself. You you already went through something, whatever. It's like small or big, like but sleep, not sleeping great is like, ah, uh, you know, your body's probably feeling a little bit like. So instead of you pushing back and, you know, in all the different ways that you could have, like you mm-hmm. described, you're like, actually, I'm just going to just going to appreciate where I'm at, give myself whatever I need to be, you know, feel my best, show up and get mm-hmm. to do this 
you know, thing that I've set for myself. Yeah, so I love surrender that. and then also trust too, yeah. right? Because that trust piece really comes in, right? And I think in those moments too, where we're coming from resistance, there's this underlying little belief of hmm, how I'm going to show up, right? That's that control yep. behavior coming in is not going to be good enough. And it's like, no, I actually trust myself enough. And I know everything will be given to me in that moment to show up exactly how I'm supposed to and how I need to. So it's coming from that place of, of surrendering and allowing and then tapping into just fully trusting. Yeah. So I think consciousness, right? There's, there's non-resistance, mm-hmm. there's non-judgment. Mm-hmm. There's also an openness yeah. to all of what life brings and there's a trust. And when we can operate from that place, that's freaking powerful. That's exactly like, <laughs> so powerful. Do you have any, cause I know that, you know, our listeners are like, okay, the yes, this is some, shit that I want to get into, like tactics, tools, like anything that you lean into to support your process with all this. Yeah. So first part healing a dog and working with a coach too. And that like, if you're, you're somebody who's like, I have a lot of like this internal resistance and I, I just have a lot of emotions and I have I mean, we all have emotions, but we, yeah. like, you know, you know, there's that stuff that, you know, you need to do some work to really heal through mm-hmm. There's stress. There's anxiety. That's a constant, like we all experience it every now and then. Yeah. And we can have the awareness and we can surrender into it and it can like slowly dissipate, but we're human, right? We yes. are we're in this physical body. So it's not like we are only spirit. Like we were given no. this human body for a reason. So yes. one, dog has really helped me on the healing side of everything, mm-hmm. um, working with coaches and I think talk therapy, like I don't. I don't think it works very well. I think it's like this deep, deep work. And I've done all this stuff where it's like, you know, go revisit your inner child. I don't, I think we were laughing the other day. Yeah. I'm like, I've visited her so many times. <laughs> we do not need to have another conversation, but we have them plenty all the time, every day. Like you're always having a conversation in your head. That is like you're, yes. you talking with your inner child, like truly, like in those moments. So I think um, doing some of this like deep, deep, like ego work, there's mm-hmm. been some books that have really helped me quite a bit. Um, I do like Eckhart Tolle, Wayne Dyer. Okay. Um, those have helped me a bit on my healing journey, just creating more presence. And then I think, you know, on this other side, I think it's getting really clear mm-hmm. on what it means to be aligned in your life and, and paying attention to the areas where you don't feel aligned. Mm-hmm. So for me, it really helped me to define what my my being values were. Yes. And the being values aren't just like this hypothetical, like it's health and achievement or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's a feeling. It's an mm-hmm. internal state. You can feel that fully in your body. So you know when you're in alignment or when you're not in alignment. Yeah. And when you aren't experiencing, whether it's I'm not feeling on purpose, I'm not feeling internal peace, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling like that foundation for my life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really a time to check in with myself and say, hey, what is disaligned in my life? Yeah. And this can be difficult at first, especially if you maybe haven't really had this kind of a relationship with yourself before, of like really checking in. Yeah. Um, I think that's part of the, the feminine part, right? It's like that heart of being able to really be like, hey, mm-hmm. what's coming up for me? Mm-hmm. What's going on? There's something not aligned. Like I used to feel like... um 
because I have a very sensitive nervous system. Like this was like a curse I was given. I was just like every little thing that would like be (laughs) not in alignment would lead to insomnia for me. So like in my last relationship, like I would went through an insomnia bout and like my brain's like, you're fine, you're fine. But that's again, that bully masculine of like not really like tuning in and listening to my body. Um, so now anytime like where I'm not sleeping, like my nervous system gets a little bit off and I go, "Mm, okay, something's not aligned. And I just need to check in with myself Mm -hmm. and I need to try to identify, create some awareness around what those things will be to get myself back into alignment with my values. Ultimately, um, I also add to, I think it's actually spending time with yourself. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. a lot of us don't spend time with ourselves. Yeah. So we don't really know ourselves. Like yes. I spend a lot of time alone. Yeah. And I love it. Because you're, cause you're, <laughs> I love not, it. you're not really, you know what I like to say with that is that you're not really alone. This is why I capitalize in all my writing self. You're spending time with your capital S E L F. There's a self with mm-hmm. you, you know? And, you know, we were laughing about this the other day because I, I frame it as like your VIP. You know, my morning rituals time is like, that's that's VIP time. I need to spend that time, this very important person that is me so that I can connect and, you know, do all the stuff that we're talking about, ask the questions, get intentional, you know, discern feelings and mm-hmm. thoughts and all that. So I love that about you, that you do genuinely provide that space that you need to invest in time with yourself. Yeah. I think you've said this before and I'm stealing it from you, but you said, (laughs) you you know, if you want to have a relationship with somebody Mm -hmm. that is good, you need to spend time with them. Yeah. Right. So if you want to have a good marriage or a good friendship, where there's trust and how how are you going to build those? How do you build trust? How do you, how do you get to know who they are? You have to invest time mm-hmm. to to be with them. Yeah. And I think the misconception is that individuals walk around and because you're in your body and you know your name and your family and all these things, like you really know who you are. But what I've learned, because I speak so much about authentic self and the questions I get asked, you know, endlessly is like, well, how do you even know who your authentic self is? Is like, oh, because you you really haven't spent time, spend time with yourself. Yeah. Your essence, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not just spending time with yourself and, and being in your head. It's spending yeah. time with yourself and being fully present with yourself. Yes. Which is yes. really hard to articulate into words, but it's it's knowing your own essence, like who you are in your uttermost being and knowing that is who you are. So you also know when you're not operating from that place. Yeah. So you need to be able to experience that with yourself. It's hard sometimes, like we easily can want to put on a mask or like mm-hmm. mold based off of other people. So you need to know first and foremost what that experience is by yourself. Yeah. So you can also know when you are around other people, if you're actually operating from that place. Cause a lot of us, like, like we have these different roles that we play, mm-hmm. like we operate different with you know, our kids as we operate different in in work, as we operate different with like, you know, people in the business. Like yeah. there's these different roles that we play. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is that? Yeah. What, right? is- like, what, what is that? Why can't we just be fully ourselves Full time. In everything that we do. But mm-hmm. we we play these roles ultimately, you know. Yeah. And um, I had a coach one time that said to me, and, and I loved it. She's like, you know. I am always myself in everything that I do. Like, Rachel, what you see here, mm-hmm. you 
it is me. Like what you see here, you get fully. But yeah. some people just get a little bit more of me. Yeah. So like yeah. some people just get a little bit more of me. Yeah. Well, and I think actually that comes full circle back to the consciousness piece. Because if you can, those that you're going to be able to, it's it's not that you, you're not who you truly are in those moments. I mean, I don't know her. I'm just kind of thinking, playing off that. But um, because I know in my own life, depending on where you live, you as anybody, where your consciousness is, that's going to determine how much we're going to be able to just spread out. And you're, there's always authentic me. But if I can't go into the deep end with you or, you know, go here in conversation or here because mm -hmm. maybe there's limitations around your lens, you being whoever, well, it's going to create a limitation around the full expression, yeah. you know, which is why being- You're in, still yourself. You're 100%. just- 100%. Not- yeah, there, I can never not be myself, yeah. you know. And like yeah. a romantic partner, right? Yeah. It, they should get a lot more of you than yes. maybe somebody else would. So there's, yeah, it's degrees. like you're always your yourself, but just mm -hmm. some people get a bit more of you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, a, a, a couple questions because we got, there's airport after this, but um, I just, well, one question I want to ask you is, do you, is, what would you say, if any, and there could be none, but just curious, what would be um, a misconception about you, do you think, that maybe could exist out there? Because the, a little back, because a lot of people see you and they, they, you know, they know you in the health and, you know, even though like the, the mod, fitness, mod, like yeah. all that, right? And it, and it really does like create this identity, right? Sure. Which obviously... You're really undefinable is, I think, the big takeaway that I'd like everybody to capture from this episode. But is there um, anything that you can speak on in that or that you would like to? Like, do you think there could be a misconception? Or? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think we all have our own view of everybody else, and they're all misconceptions, mm -hmm. right? Like, there are certain people that we can experience, like, on a very intimate level. But most of the time, like, someone you're following on Instagram and social media – like you're not really fully experiencing them mm -hmm. very often. And I think too, like if you were to go on my Instagram, like it's evolved. Like you can see my whole journey <laughs> because you'd see my bodybuilding photos and you'd see everything that was about the, about my physical body. And that yeah. was when I was putting so much of my worth in my body and every photo was just my body. Like you could tell that, like I can now look at people on Instagram and I can like see that because I've operated from that place before. Yeah. You know, and then there's been like this, beautiful evolution, which has been captured on, on Instagram. But I do think there's still, you know, because I do functional medicine and mm -hmm. it's a lot on like gut health and the microbiome. And I love that stuff. Yeah. Like we could do it. Like I could do a whole podcast just about like the bacteria in your gut right. and the hormones. And I can like nerd out on just like purely the body side of things, like the physical level and take all of this out. But what I'm passionate about is, is healing is healing and health and right and there is that physical part and i think that's where functional medicine and all of the testing and everything is so crucial but there's also this whole other area too and it's it's the conversations like this it's it's healing it's getting to, into more presence it's the relationship we have with ourselves yeah. and that's where we can truly heal release from fear mm -hmm. is when we can really address both sides we can address address the physical and the being we can address the human and the being part yeah. to really step into our wholeness so you know to answer your question more yeah. straightforward yeah, so i would good. say it's you know i think a lot of people would judge more so from just 
the physical, like Rachel does weight loss and macros and is just all about like gut health, right? And I went on Bradley's podcast and all he wanted to ask me about was like macros and body composition. And I I will totally go down those conversations sure. and I'm all here for it. But I think um, there's, there's a lot more yeah. that can't yeah. really always be seen on Instagram. Well, it's starting to maybe, yeah. It's, or it's yeah, beginning to a bit more. It's it's emerging more. And that leads to the kind of final question for now, because this is definitely a TBC. But what's next? Like what's 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 making your heart beat faster? What's something coming up, inspiring you like any and all in that yeah. region? This whole journey is so inspiring. I'm, I've fallen in love with this journey, right, of, you know, working on the relationship with self and then creating from that place. And what I'm most excited about right now is really getting into business coaching. Mm -hmm. You know, I've created, um, I've created my evolution mentorship, the evolution mastermind, Mm -hmm. which is really everything that we've talked about today, but on an entrepreneurship level, it's for women who really want to you know, create greater impact and income, but not going the traditional entrepreneurship route where there's exhaustion and burnout and hustling for our worthiness, right? And I can only speak from this place that has really gotten me to like what I described earlier, where I'm like, holy shit, this just kind of came to me in like this best month ever um, that I've ever had instead of like coming from always striving and driving and like we can't have both in the work that we do. So um, I'm super excited about having, you know, women who are excited, who want to create from this place. And I think the evolution that a lot of conscious entrepreneurs are on is taking these parts of us, taking the things that we walked through, turning it outward and turning that into our mission and our purpose. And that's when healing really starts to become full circle and it's it's no longer than about us. Yeah. Right? Sure. I think um, at the core, that is when we can really tap into abundance. And Mm -hmm. it's being able to know that every person is truly blessed who gets to cross your path and gets to hear your story and what you get to bring to them and operating from that place and the work that you do. So you're going to be a part of the mastermind. I am so proud to be. I'm so excited. Yes. No, that's so epic. And I, what, where um, can women, can we direct them to, is there any kind of yeah, like- The evolutionmastermind.com. Cool. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll In have show some notes. in-person yeah. events that we're going to do. And also like what things cool is going to be really working on our story, right? Because our yeah. story is so powerful. Our right. story is incredible. And I think one of the reasons too is why I've been able to grow my business the way that it has has been from sharing my story. Yeah. Like I go on podcasts and I'm very open and vulnerable. I talk mm-hmm. about all of the, the shit that I've walked through, the place yeah. that I came to, from, and that's relatable, right? And your story is what gives evidence of what's possible, for somebody else, it says they have been where I'm at. They have been where I am at, mm-hmm. and they've came out on the other side. Yeah. And when we can tap into people's heart space first, yeah. we can then tap into their headspace. Right. Ultimately, after, and I think you know, in entrepreneurship, it's backwards. Like we're just trying to like sell them, and we're trying to do that. So that's that feminine and that masculine part of it too. So, you know, we'll be doing a lot of things like working on story and giving, you know, the ladies in the mastermind an opportunity to speak and yes. share story and to so collaborate powerful. and create these alignments with each other. Um, so it's, it's really powerful, so much fun. really powerful room. Yes. Oh, my goodness. 
powerful room is this room with you in it. I love you. Thank love you, you so much. This has been so fun. We have so many more conversations to have um, on record for people, but I'm always excited for every conversation with you. And I just, I love and adore you. All of your your Instagram, your website, you know, mastermind, everything will be put into the show notes. If any final words you want to close this epic, elevating, heart-centric conversation with? Man, I feel like we've dove into so much. We um, really did. <laughs> yeah, no Normally, Normally, I have something like super motivational I want to end with, and I'm just like... <laughs> Peace. Listen, I'm end with this one. I, I dropped them all already. That's it. All right, you guys. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.